Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome to Believe in Colts special live stream edition. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy, Gerard Powers. We're going to get in now to the upcoming game against the Cowboys. Uh, this might be the toughest game of the season. I know we played the Eagles, but this Cowboys offense is scary good. They're on a they're they're on a, a get <laughs> on a tear right now through the NFL. Um really putting down opponents. Uh Who's the guy uh over there right now for the Cowboys? Uh, is it is it Elliot? Is it is it uh, the other the other running back? I mean Pollard. Yeah, uh, is it is it Pollard? Is it is it Zeke? I uh, I don't know. Both one week one guy does really well. The next week the other guy uh, seems to pop off and do some stuff. Who who's that main guy over there? Do you think right now? Oh, I think it's Zeke for sure. Um, Pollard complements Zeke well just because they're two different style running backs. Zeke is downhill as a defense. It's hard tackling Zeke. Like, you might hit him first quarter, second quarter, but when that third, fourth quarter comes, that's when he's normally busting, you know, 10-yard game, 15-yard game, 20-yard game, just because he's a bigger body. Like, it hurts to hit Zeke. And then, boom, Pollard comes in the game, and he's more shifty, doing different things out of the backfield, more speed, more burst, uh, more agility. So they, they complement each other well, but if Zeke is not doing what he needs to do downhill as far as just blow after blow, trying to, you know – punish the trenches, soften up the defense a little bit when it comes to that, Pollard wouldn't be as successful as he is. Not saying that he wouldn't have his games to where he go crazy, but uh, if Zeke is not getting, you know, four or five yards a pop, you know, just downhill runs, uh, the defense is not really worried about that run game. And then uh, when they know you got to pass the ball now, it makes it easy as a coach to call this call a system. Okay, and uh, wide receivers over there with uh, a certain Amari Cooper gone. Seems like CD's starting to really pick up, isn't he? Man, I questioned that move uh, when they traded or let go, however it happened uh, with Amari, just because, you know, Amari's one of the better receivers in the league, and you, you just don't let good players go on your roster. Uh, but obviously they saw some in CeeDee Lamb last year that might was holding him back a little bit and they, you know, realized that he was ready for that bigger role. And I think he's definitely proved this year that he's wide receiver number one and he'll be one of the better wide receivers in the league for a long time, along with a lot of these other, you know, great wide receivers that's, you know, three years or younger uh, in the league because it's a lot of them and they're in that position. It's a talented group. And it's a lot of corners that's coming up uh, in the league that's three, four years and younger that's very talented. So I think the league's in good hands, especially, you know, with C.D. Lamb, you know, one of the leaders of the wide receiver uh, core. Basketball is back. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. As your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag 
to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Absolutely. Now, the uh, because I believe it's scheme, you know, obviously, uh, the Colts seem to give up, I think, a league high in opposing quarterback completion percentage uh, right now. And, I mean, they don't give up a, a crap ton of yards passing, mm-hmm. but they, they give up the underneath stuff. Um, could that be a problem with the, the yak uh, the yak yardage that uh, the Cowboys are known for? Uh, maybe. Uh, but when I look at the Cowboys defense, man, they're, they're such a veteran defense right now, you know, in every position from the D line linebackers to the secondary got, got just key guys, you know, that and earned their way and been around for a long time. And, uh, it just seems like their, their, their style of play is, you know, we might, bend in certain situations but we definitely don't break and we definitely opportunistic when it comes to trying to get interceptions uh strip fumbles turnovers so in their in their defense and their style it's a lot of eyes that's on the ball so you're going to give up some underneath stuff but uh you don't see as many explosive plays uh given up by dallas uh even though it, it, even though it might happen it's normally either contested but you just don't see just major busts MAs and just people just running scot-free. Uh, it's a very disciplined and fast defense. Oh, my gosh. Talk about this defense. I mean, the sacks are ridiculous. I mean, Micah Parsons has 12 sacks on the year. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence has six. Big old Tank still over there producing. And then Doris Armstrong has eight, eight sacks. That's just, And then Dante Fowler Jr. has five these guys are out here just sacking everybody. They got 45 <laughs> sacks already on the season. What, what, what do you do? You better just do what you do and hope you do it the best that you've ever <laughs> done it. Because uh, when you got dudes, you just got dudes. And uh, this will be one of those games you're going to have to win your matchup. You can't help everybody. Uh, you can't block every – you can't double-team everybody. You can't chip everybody. You can't send the running back. You can't slide the protection to this side every time. So it's going to be one of those games to where it's going to become matchup football, and um, you're going to know easily who's the weak link. You're going to know easily, you know, who's giving up what, or you're going to know easily who's dominating, you know, whether it's somebody on the offensive line that's dominating Michael Parsons or Michael Parsons dominating somebody on our offensive line. <laughs> Well, with, with the amount of sacks that we have, uh, that we've given up, and then the amount of sacks that the Cowboys are known for getting, they get a, so much pressure on the quarterback defensively. Um, man, Matt Ryan, that's that's going to be a kind of scary. I mean, he, he can move around in the pocket, but I have to get you, the ball out fast. Yeah, have to get the ball out fast, and you're hoping Jeff, with his offensive line expertise. I mean, the last two weeks has been. Some positive, if, if there's anything positive that we've been seeing that's changed since he's become head coach, it's been that offensive line. So you hopefully off of last week's game and uh, I mean last night's game and them playing well and them watching the film today and them continuing to build on, uh, you know, the success they've had these past couple of weeks, you will hope that, you know, that takes another step, you know, this week. So hopefully Jeff will have some good, I mean, he's he's faced some tough, defensive line in his past to where you know it had to be a lot of one-on-one matchups as well um i mean he had dwight freeney and robert mathis and 
13 straight training camps, both on, on either side. They had to figure out how to block him. So I'm pretty sure he's going to have a good game plan for us. So it'll be a good one to kind of keep your eyes on, you know, for this game. Absolutely. Uh, is there a weakness on this Cowboys D do you think that the Colts should exploit, uh, you know, offensively? I think whenever you see that you got your one-on-one matchups, you got to take your opportunities. Uh, when you look at our wide receivers, we're more bigger bodies, so we got a longer catch radius. Uh, when you look at the Cowboys DBs, it's more your shifty type guys, guys that might not be as tall, but, you know, plays the ball well, uh, you know, got great ball skills and all those type things. But when you're talking about 6'4", 6'5", type receivers, you're going to have to give those guys opportunities to use, you know, their God-giving uh, size and strength to try to you know bully not bully but try to just take advantage of your 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 opportunity so whenever we see our one-on-one matchups I think we definitely gotta at least give the guys an opportunity to go out there to make plays because if we don't make the big plays you know we're not going to win anyway so you might as well you know take your opportunities and making those so um last week uh in the third quarter near the end of the third quarter the Colts were in scoring position inside I think the five-yard line, six-yard line, and the handoff was uh, misconstrued. We talked about uh, Jonathan Taylor being the fault of that fumble where he tried to grab, looked like he kind of tried to grab it with his hands rather than let it hit his bread basket and close around. When you have a superstar, a guy like that, but he starts to show a little bit of fumbling issues because that would be his fourth turnover even though that turnover was given to ryan because he technically was the last person to have possession of the ball it was on jonathan taylor when he has a fumble or a turnover a lot of people were talking to me about you should sit him for a drive i'm of the uh, feeling i'm of the feeling if it just happens once you give the ball right back to him so that he could put that last fumble out of his mind immediately but what what are your thoughts? Uh, some people got to get out of the little league mindset. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is not out there trying to fumble the ball. He works on carrying the ball and doing all that type of stuff they work on that stuff every week whether he has a year to where he has no fumbles or a year to where he might have three or four uh, and a lot of those times I mean you I think if I hand you the ball, and I'm not saying you specifically, Lawrence, but anybody, anybody the ball, and I tell six, seven people to get around you and just start raping at the ball, trying to grab it, doing everything you can, nine times out of ten, maybe ten out of ten, you're going to probably drop the ball. So that's why you're hoping that you get down or you're hoping the whistle's blown or, or anything like that. It's just unfortunate. Jonathan had some situations, like you said, that fumble is just – mechanics you know just let it get in the bread basket it wasn't like you know a player ripped it out or anything like that but a couple of his other fumbles I mean it's been some guys that's coming in and just hit the ball at the right spot hit his elbow at the right spot and then or maybe five or six guys are all grabbing at it and pulling fingers and all that the way you might you know drop it at the end of the day but uh last night that that fumble between him and Matt Ron that's just you know a mechanic type thing and you know as a player you know, he's human as well. You know, he make mistakes as well. But uh, I'm not sitting here thinking that Jonathan Taylor has a problem fumbling the ball because he hasn't shown this his entire career. Sometimes, you know, it'd be like that sometimes. Okay, okay. Gardaki's Playground drops in and says, um, from the way it sounds, uh, maybe we're misusing Taylor's skill sets. You know, uh, do you think that there's some 
some plays that we need to be using more to to take advantage of the skill sets that that Jonathan Taylor has, like more, you know, I don't know, flat running back, flat out running back screens and or, or something of that nature. Uh, maybe we can find some different ways to get on the ball. Uh, I mean, that's 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 what everything uh, everybody has something that, you know, maybe we can do differently to get better at or find them or put them in better position to, you know, make plays or whatnot. But wasn't nobody complaining last year about Jonathan Taylor uh, and we're using them the same way. So. You know, it's one of those damn if you do, damn if you don't. I think, you know, what we've been doing is fine how we're using him because that's his style back. He's a downhill bruiser, uh, and, and that's what he is. And, it, you know, he's a home run hitter as well. Uh, it's just, you know, every week it's not going to go perfect for, for running backs, you know, all the time. I mean, Derrick Henry played the Cincinnati Bengals uh, last week, and I want to say he only had 40 yards rushing, 30-some yards rushing and I, on like 20 carries or something like that. So, I mean, it, it's tough out there for, for the best running backs in the league because you're facing eight nine-man nine boxes week in, week out. So if one guy's not doing their job within the trenches from a blocking standpoint, you know, you can be damn Barry Sanders. Uh, you're going to get tackled, you know, for tackle for loss or for no gain. You know, so it's a lot that's dependent on uh, being successful from a running back position. Uh, I mean, we're lucky enough to have one of the better running backs in the league. I mean, but at the end of the day, I mean, he's human too. I mean, he's he just can't run through eleven professional football players every time that he get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are you thinking about the Colts secondary? As a former secondary player yourself, uh, the starting guys, what are your thoughts on Brandon Faison? There's a lot of people out there that think Faison is not uh, fans. We'll say. Uh, that that don't like the play that Brandon Faison's putting out. I, I've seen, I think all year I've called Brandon Faison out on maybe four bad plays, and yet I've yelled about a lot more than that on some really good plays just in the last few weeks. What, mm -hmm. What's your thought on Brandon Faison's play so far this year? I mean, it might not be like where, what he wants it to be. Uh, I mean, but I'm not going to sit here and say that he's a problem on defense or that I'm worried about his playing and all that. These guys are making contested catches. You know what I'm saying? These guys are making some tough catches. And, and, and sometimes as a DB, especially with how the game is called today, um, you can't touch them. You can't do all these things. Like you almost got to be perfect just to make a play as a DB. Sometimes it just don't go your way all the time. But to sit here and watch the defense as a whole, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's a problem or we need to upgrade or we need to do that. These guys have literally, like, like you said earlier, only given up 27 points three times this year it's been uh, whatever that stat was we was talking yeah. about earlier these guys more than been, 20 points yeah yeah more than 20 points yeah these guys are uh you know playing lights out football you know as a whole I mean it gets hard out there sometimes when you, you're put in tough situations because of the other side of the ball when you're facing a short field and you're coming out there and you got to stop them and do all this type of stuff it's pressure out there but I think as a whole secondary wise they're playing they're playing the, the best that they can yes I want to see more interceptions I want to see more turnovers. I wish that that we could get two or three of them a game from the secondary. Uh, I mean, but, you know, those guys are, are, are playing pretty good. For, I mean, I can't complain when the scoring average is what it is from, from a defensive standpoint. All right. Last thing we're going to discuss, I think, before we drop our predictions for the Cow or early predictions, obviously, for the Cowboys Colts Sunday night football. David in here. 
says we need to give Lamar all the money, all like the money. All right. I like it. <laughs> my my question: Do you think he's available this off off season? And would you go after Lamar if he was? I mean, the season's about over. I know he didn't do. He said he wasn't going to do any negotiations during the season. But you would think that the Ravens, like I said, we just talked about how hard it is to hit home at the quarterback position. And uh, you wouldn't think that the Ravens would let a 25-year-old MVP, you know, walk out of that door. But if he was to walk out of that door, coach need to call and and give him whatever he needs to get. Uh, I mean, you got certain pieces that, you know, with his style of play and the system that he would have to, you know, be in to to benefit his style with the legs and the throws. Um, you got the running back already in Jonathan Taylor. You got Jelani Woods and some tight ends with these big catch radius. Uh, it'll be exciting. It'll be something that I would fully support uh, <laughs> if, if the opportunity come. But I can't see Lamar in any other jersey other than that Raven jersey with that eight on. So there's absolutely no worry about a repeat of a like a Russell Wilson situation with Lamar Jackson. I don't know if I want to put the Russell Wilson situation. Well, I guess it is kind of comparable. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think Russ kind of forced his way out out with some of the antics that he was doing in Seattle. And Seattle was gladly to let him walk just off of everything that's coming out now with Russ and his aura and the diva-ness and, you know, locker room guys not really, you know, being that type of person. Lamar's different. I mean, he's the heart of that team, the soul of that team, the fan base love him. Uh, and and don't don't want to see him walk away. I'm pretty sure he don't want to walk away. But business is business. At the end of the day, if he was to walk, I don't think it's because there were any type of friction or where these two two parties was ready to just you know get rid of each other. I think it'd just be more business wise, and you know he didn't like the number that they were offering. Okay, that's so, my opinion though. Yeah, you know, that's that's fine. <laughs> um, that, that's that's perfectly fine. Now, obviously. Uh, Lamar is a special uh, quarterback in the NFL, I, I believe. Uh, he's he's almost impossible to fully defend as a as a defender, right? Because you got to mm -hmm. worry about his arm, then you got to worry about his legs. Uh, how long into the future are those are those legs going to be a major part of his game? That's a question that I have, though. You know, being that he's you know twenty five right now, is he still going to want to be running like that when he's twenty nine thirty? Yeah, Michael that, Vick, Michael Vick was, even yeah. though it wasn't at four two, it was at four four, you know. So <laughs> you know, you take your poison. Anybody that's just with, I mean, you like if if Lamar, the older Lamar gets, obviously the less he's going to want to do that. But at that same token, the older he gets, his slowing down from the legs is still faster than any other quarterback that's going to be in the league. You know, at the end of the day, so I, I still believe that. You know, for his entire career, he's he's still going to be able to use his legs until, you know, the day he feels like he want to hang up his cleats. Just because, like I said, at that position, his legs are still going to be a weapon at 34 years old, 35 years old, because it's going to still be faster than any other quarterback defenses are used to, you know, seeing. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the predictions for this uh, Sunday night football game against the Cowboys. I'm going to go first. Uh, that way I give you a moment. Look, this will be the second time that I've picked against the Colts. I don't, I don't see a chance. I, if the Colts win this game against the Cowboys, 
I will be utterly shocked. Okay. Uh, they need to, um, but uh, this is a very aggressive defense front seven for the Cowboys. And uh, that's offense, even though the offensive line looked better, I, I, the offense still did not look good at all in this game against the Steelers. And yeah, this is going to be a problem. I don't know if the Colts, the Colts can't, haven't been able to really score more than 20 points, but twice this year. I know. So I was bragging about the defense, but I didn't want to bring up what the offense was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think our defense will play w- well enough. I think we give up 24 to 27 maybe to the Cowboys. I mean, they're still a good team. They could even give up 17 against the Cowboys, and we'd still lose this game, I feel. Um, I'm going to go t- Cowboys 24, the Colts 13. Okay. Um, the only thing that worries me, well, not the only thing, the biggest thing that worries me about this game is just it being on the road at Dallas. And uh, Dallas got a lot that it's playing for, and they know that they can't slip up and uh, and, and lose this one with how tight their NFC East uh, race is going and positions and you know and all those type of things so I think it's a it's a big game for them I think the crowd's gonna be crazy it's gonna be a crazy atmosphere and uh, I think our defense even though they've been playing well I think it's gonna be too much for them to to on the road to you know continue that high level so I'm gonna say Cowboys 31 this will be the first time all year we give up 30 so I'm going to say 31, and I'm going to say the Colts, 17. Yeah, yeah, that's, it, it is what it is. It's the first time I picked against the Colts, but yeah. I hey, have to this game. <laughs> Rodney, if you watch this, you tell the whole team this is the first time that Gerard has picked against you all year and see if that get. I mean, obviously, yeah. they probably – you They're know. probably gonna win. They're probably gonna go yeah, out there and win. Yeah. That, that's why I'm doing it. I'm yeah, hoping the that, that jinx thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, it, it'd be nice to 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 walk into Dallas and come away with the win. I just I don't see it. Uh, yeah, we beat Dallas, and everybody be talking about extending Matt Ryan for next year. So <laughs> unless it's Jonathan Taylor for 300 yards on that's the ground. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and six touchdowns. You know, Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for watching and uh, listening on. Uh, your audio podcast, make sure you smash that like button before you leave if you're watching on YouTube. And subscribe if you're not subscribed. Uh, You can check out Gerard Powers, myself, and Rodney McLeod uh, on the Believe in Colts every week, except Rodney wasn't going to be here this week, obviously, because of the Monday night football game. But when he's able to, he's here. And until next time, as usual, for Gerard Powers and myself, this was Believe in Colts, brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.